0: Join us every Friday for encouragement, freedom, and biblical truth. Grab your coffee or grab your tea. It's going to be a good one. Hey, everyone. Kim here. This introduction is only for the podcast listeners and also those watching on Rumble. Just so you know, Rumble does not have a live functionality. You have to pay for it. So it's not free like YouTube. So I wanted to just extend my deepest gratitude for the loyal subscribers on Rumble. And I know there's a lot of people who do not go to YouTube. So I appreciate it. YouTube is an amazing platform, I'm not gonna lie. It's a platform where my reach is a lot bigger than it is on Rumble, and not for me, but for the message to get out. So when I say share, I'm not saying share for my benefit, and like it for my benefit i'm like i'm asking to rumble and like for the algorithms and also that people will find these videos the more likes they get the better and the same thing with the sharing you know again we all know these messages but you may reach somebody if you just share the content and uh anyway so with that being said this impromptu tuesday episode um is actually a very nerve-wracking one for me, I guess you can say. Um, I'm I'm really excited, kind of nervous to have on, and I know he's normal, don't get me wrong, um, but I've reached out to a lot of people since I've started this podcast, and I've always gotten to know. I am so humbled and grateful that Pastor Tom Hughes from Hope for our times said yes. And I do have a list of questions that I personally want to ask him. So I don't know if that has ever been on your mind. I'm also going to ask him um, about his revelation six, the first seal how he feels about that. I remember when I heard him say that, I was like, huh? So we'll get clarification on that today. And um, I may or may not talk about um, the soon and the fig tree comment. Um, I know that Pastor Tom will be speaking with Pete Garcia regarding the fig tree, so that may or may not come up. And I don't know that yet because this right here is pre-recorded before I go live with him in about an hour. So I do want to just say this, and only because I'm probably going to say it on the live as well, so this will be repetitive, but those on YouTube will not see this message, and I may not have as much time as I will hear in this introduction. So I'm just asking that you prayerfully consider to stop the infighting. And what I mean by that is I used to be those who infighted in the body of Christ, right? If you didn't believe in pre-trib and you believed in mid, um, I would probably argue with you and engage on Facebook. I didn't know how to agree, disagree, agreeably. I would just disagree and whatever you said was wrong and I was right. Um, But we've come to this place now, and I think the devil is really capitalizing on that, where we see things differently, pre and post and mid and pre-wrath and Matthew 24 and the fig tree and the soon comment and, you know, the virgins and the days of Noah. And I just think it's the devil like laughing and his minions behind the scenes. If you want to know my personal opinion on that, um, I, I just think we need to honestly just stop and stop giving the devil really the upper hand and saying, "haha, you know, you're winning. Um so what I'm saying here is I used to be you, and I'm sure if John Haller were to ever watch this, he would know firsthand what I say is true. We were friends for a very long time on Facebook. He is a mid tripper I didn't like that I unfriended him on Facebook. And that's the point that I'm getting at is we've all walked these roads, right? And as everyone who knows me, I'm going to be as organic and as real as possible, Um And we just have to stop doing that, right? The infighting amongst the brethren has got to stop. And if it's not a salvation issue, if it's not a clear, direct contradiction of God's word, if it's not heretical teaching, let's agree to disagree agreeably. And that is okay to disagree with another brethren, but it's our way of doing it. And um, so I just really hope that we listen this week. And again, he may think things differently. I may think things differently. And that is totally okay. First of all, I don't think we need to pay all this attention to what's happening in the second half of the tribulation. I feel like we need to pay more attention to the first half of the tribulation with the spiritual deception. Um, That doesn't mean people talking about the second half of the tribulation that I'm not going to listen to them, or I'm going to mark them and call them a heretic. So keeping all of that in mind, let's please remember that as Dr. Andy always says, and I love it, we will adjust our charts once we get up into heaven. So while we're here on earth, if we can please just love each other a little bit more, show grace and kindness. And again, for those who know me, like six years ago, I had a lot of running of the mouth, you know, so, and I've learned and I'm still learning um, you know, to bite my tongue and not jump off and fly off the handle right away and to and to extend that grace. So, and none of us are going to be perfect until we die or fly. So anyway, I'm going to end here. And again, this message is just for my podcast listeners, which have grown immensely. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for those who are listening to this. And also for those on Rumble, thank you for the subscribers, the uptick as always share this content, not for me, Right? It's not a kudos to Kim. It's so people can hear the message. We all know the message, but we need to share it. We need to put it on our walls, put it on our instas, share the messages so maybe we can reach someone who is seeking and doesn't know truth. So, anyway, with all that being said, um, here we go. We're going to dive in to this midweek impromptu with Pastor Tom Hughes. And we'll see what happens. I see it here. So we are live. We are live. Uh, If I can just get a thumbs up in the chat so everyone can hear us and see us. I'm pretty certain we're on. Um, So I have this face here on the screen. And I'm so honored and privileged. I told him that in the beginning. So I appreciate you, Tom, being here today out of your extremely hectic schedule. When do you have time to
1: breathe? Uh, I, I, I. Well, I'm breathing right now. In between, in between words, <laughs> you know, God is so good to me. You know, I look at it and go, "This is this is what it is Kim?" I know this isn't one of your questions, but years ago, long before I even got saved, I was inspired to listen to Bible prophecy, mm. uh, going all the way back to late 1970s, and then I get saved in the late 1980s, and and I get saved, and I've already got this bent. And so I've been studying it and teaching Bible prophecy for years. So it uh, it's, it, it doesn't require too much effort from me. You
0: mm-hmm. know, I
1: get challenges from people, maybe like you or somebody online, that causes me to dig a little bit deeper, look at something I haven't looked at from another angle before. That mm-hmm. is a lot of fun for me. So yeah. I get time because it doesn't take me 20 hours of prep for everything I do.
0: Correct. Speaking of that, I actually heard you... Um with uh pastor tim thompson and i've reached out to him a few times he keeps telling me no but that's okay tell him no hard feelings um but i, I saw can the get debate. him i can
1: get i can get Tim to say yes
0: oh my gosh i love send me
1: send me an email Not i'll talk to that way him. that's
0: kind of weird do you know what i meant by that
1: i i, I know exactly what you meant it's I, I tim and i are very close
0: okay good you're his mentor so i watched your debate with that guy
1: <laughs> with the did America? i handle it well
0: can oh, I my handle? gosh! you were perfect yeah. i don't well, I wouldn't have been that way. I probably would well, have walked up the stage and been like, "What Bible are you reading
1: well you know i a a's a really good guy, and I think this is you know you and I both know in the in the realm of the prophecy world, there's so mm-hmm. many people that just want to argue, and there are some different opinions, some matter, and some aren't really worth making a big issue over you mm-hmm. know and in that case. I had to push back because I was thinking, in my mind, I was thinking, ah, I do, I do not see this or I do not see that. But you know what? He he's still a believer.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, and yeah. and there were a couple of things that that I felt publicly I needed to, to challenge on. Yeah, but he, he you know, what? Long he long th- no. he's a good brother. He thanked me afterwards. And he said, I'm really going to take that to heart with what, what you shared. You know, it's one of the yeah. issues I don't really want to talk about mm-hmm. that he had said. I just, no, I got to push back on that one, definitely. But, but, you know, I think we got to r- leave room for that. You know, I've been doing this for years, decades now, and I've been a pastor for 25 years. And I'd like to think I've matured enough to be able to show some grace and realize where I was 25 years ago, 30 years mm-hmm. ago. And people gave me a lot of grace in the learning mm-hmm. process. And when it comes to prophecy, there's a lot of things I thought 30 years ago, 30 even 35 years ago that I'd say I definitely. Yeah. No, I've, I definitely know I was wrong in that, and I praise God that people didn't kick me out of the church or something like that. Right, I know,
0: and I agree. You know, I agree with that, and that's the problem. And I told you before we were on air about John Holler. You know, I was a, I was, I was mean. I kind of am still sometimes mean. Um, but when I was just in this lane of no Matthew 24 is this, and this is that, and the days of Noah is this, and I, I couldn't see anyone else's, uh, opinion or ideas. I was just in this tunnel vision. And then I really started listening. Um, that's when I started listening to you, Dr. Andy, um, J B Hickson, and then also Tim Thompson. And you know what I, and let me just say this and I'm pleased I'm not like, tooting your horn here, but there's a lot of pastors. I find you to be very real and organic. And I appreciate that as someone who listens to you, not only as, um, you know, I guess I can call you, uh, I mean, I'm, I guess I'm a member of the church. I don't know. Um, but I, you come, you, when you talk, Tom, you're just, this is how it is, you know? And I have actually one of these questions I'm going to ask you where I remember listening to it and I was like, what did he just say? That can't be right. The the first seal with the Antichrist. And we're going to get to that.
1: Oh, no, was, that really gets people wound up.
0: It did. Well, it didn't get me. I didn't unsubscribe and I didn't call you a heretic. I just said, well, like Dr. Andy says, right? When we get to heaven, we're all going to adjust our charts. Mm-hmm. And I just think that the infighting on in the body of Christ has got to stop. Yeah. So if someone wants to see the fig tree as A and B, let them see it that way. And it's not a salvation issue.
1: Uh, it God's it not is gonna not be a like, salvation.
0: no you're going to you're not you you're not making it into heaven you didn't see the fig tree the right way
1: yeah or the, you didn't agree on the white horse the first seal or whatever it is i know you know i when i look at these things you know i know how when i first started teaching bible prophecy um i think 30 years ago so I would read commentaries and, you know, you didn't watch videos back then, but you would listen Mm -hmm. on cassette to messages or whatever. So I'm learning and learning and learning. And after doing that for several years and reading my Bible, I remember teaching through the book of Revelation one time, and I thought, I'm going to read the book of Revelation. I've read enough commentaries. I know what the different angles are and everything. I'm going to think through without all this extra input. Mm -hmm. And that's how I went through it. And then I started having more questions. I go, wait a minute. That can't be right, and I've been teaching that it's impossible <laughs> it can't fit because of this, this, and that, and so oh, I do have a different opinion from what's traditional correct, and it has it quite frankly has cost me some subscribers yeah. um uh email subscribers plus YouTube you know I, I my YouTube has taken a big hit lately really? but uh yeah it's been it's been interesting but um Mm-mm-mm. but you know it, it is what it is but i still i don't i can't not teach what i see mm-hmm. um or just change it because it's not popular correct and and i'm pretty good at saying things that are not popular
0: <laughs> yeah i i yeah i i i've I've, I've, uh, I've seen that a few times but i like it cuz you handle it with grace and speaking of not popular so i'm not very popular i'm very big into not me personally but the new age spiritual side of things so that's how i see Like, I'm okay with the second half of the tribulation. I know that's going to happen. My focus is more so the lane of this false religion that's going to deceive people. The false prophet, when he comes on the scene, he's—remember, the beast rides that system in. So And a lot of people are like, oh, no, you need to— Look at that. I'm like, there's lanes for people that are there. I'm not in that lane. So if you want to know more about the spirituality and the new age, and that's why I say it's a new age deception, not a new world order. And is that coming? Most definitely. If we're seeing the stage for the second half, how much closer are we to the first half? So I know your time is limited. We can chit chat. So while we were talking about the seal, let me just skip to that question. Why don't you, um, talk about that first seal?
1: Okay, so Because you will, do believe
0: in the Antichrist, right? Oh,
1: so, no, I believe in Jesus Christ. But, well. I, but, yes, <laughs> but I do believe there is an Antichrist, the Antichrist. Mm-hmm. Um, John writes that in one of his epistles. You've heard there are many Antichrists and the Antichrist. So there's the Antichrist. Uh, Revelation calls him the beast, and it is a man. We repeatedly, whether it be Old Testament or New Testament, every time Antichrist is mentioned, it's mentioned in the the masculine as a man. I believe it's a man. I do not believe Antichrist is a nation, as some people tend to teach. Um, Where I differ from what's traditional with pre-trib, I'm a pre-trib rapture person. Um, Bill Salas uh, Mm -hmm. would agree with my assessment here. We've had this discussion with the first four horsemen of the apocalypse. In fact, I think we even have it on the documentary. But... What, what when I look at the the white horse of the Book of Revelation, I I'm, uh, uh, I struggle with people who say this is the Antichrist. I'll give you one reason why mm-hmm. is because people say uh, some of my my mentors and, and a lot of my colleagues it, the white horse is Antichrist. He's bringing peace. It's the beginning. It's the peace covenant of Daniel chapter seven. At that point, why do they say that? Because when the white horse, the first seal appears. Uh, a crown is given to him. He goes about conquering and to conquer. He has a bow. Uh, doesn't say he has arrows. Uh, and, and so I would agree with them on all of that. Yeah, that's right. I don't believe. I. I so they'll say, therefore, he's coming in peace. He conquers without using weapons because he has a bow. He's not. He doesn't have any arrows. He's not shooting them. Um, therefore, this is where the peace covenant comes in. Because when you come to the second horse, the second horse comes in, and the second seal, and the Bible says that peace was taken from the earth. So, hence, you can, and I agree with them, you would surmise them, that means white horse ushered in this fake peace. Mm -hmm. Agreed. But is that the time of the covenant of Daniel chapter 9, where this fake Mm. peace treaty is brought into play? I don't think it is. I think you have a few different problems with it. Um, If the Antichrist is going to have all the world to follow and worship him, apart from those who come to faith in Christ, you know, we get that. But I mean, overall, the world is saying, this is him, this is the one we're going to follow. I don't believe they would follow a guy who the day he shows up on the scene— says, I have all the answers. Next thing you know, you have three horses. The next three seals, what do you have? Mm-hmm. War breaks out. Greatest war we know of in the history of the world. A great sword is given to him with the red, the red horse. Mm-hmm. The black horse comes on the scene. There is worldwide economic collapse and famine. The pale horse comes on. You have pest, death by pestilence, death by sword, death by beasts of the earth. It would be, wait a minute, ever since you showed up, we have had nothing but problems. In fact, it's gone way worse, worse than it's ever gone in the history of the world since you came on the scene. Right. I, I just, I don't see it that way. Uh, it doesn't make sense to me. What mm-hmm. I see, and I'll explain a little bit more in a second too, what I do believe the white horse is, is spirit of antichrist mm-hmm. and the beast system. That's what I believe takes place with the white horse. It goes about conquering and uh, conquer. When we look back at the last three years, the world was essentially conquered in this sense. We were subdued. It's you got lockdowns and, you know, we're still dealing with this. Mm -hmm. Now it's coming back again. You know, we hear all this talk. Then we're going to go to masks. Yeah. I mean, I've read just before the program, I read a great coming to more big cities. That's why I stay away from the big cities. Uh, (laughs) Another good reason to be in Florida, not California, by the way, but I am in a small area of California. Um, But, you know, so, you you know, you. You look at the, the climate lockdowns that are coming and these other things that they keep talking about. All right. So when you have this rider on the white horse, he goes about conquering and to conquer, subduing, it's subjecting the world. It doesn't mean everybody's going to feel all happy and, and wonderful. And no, And the Bible just doesn't connect. The only thing that connects mm. uh, uh, Revelation chapter 6 and the rider on the white horse with Daniel chapter, chapter uh, 9 with the covenant is because prophecy teachers have said well this is that that's all there isn't really anything that connects it other than they correct they've said this is that uh, the other thing is after you get through the four horsemen you have you have everybody's conquered everybody's subdued and then all hell literally breaks out on earth yeah. is um is you get to the fifth seal what do you have you have this very interesting completely different dynamic where the, with the fifth seal you have people who have called out the name of Christ are being slaughtered, and we yeah. know that because John says, "Who are these that are under the altar?" You know, mm. the, and we have the answer a little bit later. These are those who are coming out of the great tribulation, yeah, or so, or out of the tribulation. So when we look at it, we start to realize, okay, you have the first four horsemen, and then there's people being slaughtered, and then you still have the sixth seal, where with the sixth seal you have, um, it's it's a uh, how much longer, right, is what Mm -hmm. the fifth seal saints say, just a little while longer before my wrath. It's in the sixth seal where you have the wrath of the Lord uh, that Mm -hmm. comes upon the planet. And so when I look at it, I see the almost everybody I know would say when you have the red horse, the black horse, these things are manipulated by man, the red by man. Mm-hmm. Uh, the white, they'll even admit by man because they'll say antichrist. I say antichrist system. Mm. Um, I believe it's mm-hmm. it's this these these world leaders. They're going to intentionally bring about great war. The red horse intentionally. I think the money is being manipulated. Supply chains are being manipulated. Uh, the food mm-hmm. supplies are being totally manipulated. Uh, there's enough land in California to probably feed the whole globe if yeah. you were allowed to farm uh, California. Uh, mm-hmm. But due to environment, nuts that are in politics, you know, they're going to save yeah. a rat instead of, uh, and, instead of anything else, instead of people. Mm-hmm. So these things are manipulated. So red horse, white horse, red horse, black horse manipulation. I believe even the pale horse is death by pestilence mm-hmm. and other things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but God, in that sense, He's turned. That is a judgment from the Lord. People say, "Well, where's tribulation?" Well, the seven years begins at the confirmation of the covenant.
0: Correct. So
1: when I look at it, the 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 seventieth week of Daniel doesn't begin at the rapture.
0: Right. That's not
1: what the right. trigger is. Amen. Um, the 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 tribulation begins at the time of the confirmation of the covenant. So rapture takes place. I believe it takes place before the four horsemen show up. Okay. I believe the four horsemen are all. Uh, part of God's judgment when God completely gives man over. Uh, just as he warned ancient Israel when they wanted a king to rule over them, God says, You want a king to rule over you? You don't want me to rule over you? This is what you have is going to happen when you have a king. He's going to tax you. You're going to be miserable. All these different things are going to happen to you, happen exactly like that. Romans chapter one I will give them over. Mm -hmm. So, but when the world is given over to a leader, because that is pretty much all anybody wants right now, is a political leader. That's
0: right. (laughs) They don't care.
1: I don't care if you're on the right or the left. That is what people want. Give us a political leader. We're going to be given the leaders that hate God. The Mm -hmm. Psalm 2 leaders, they shake their fist at God. How do we remove his restraints from us? Mm -hmm. And when we are given over, that is a judgment from God. Antichrist himself is a judgment from God. Romans chapter one, when God says three times, "I will give them over to their uh, reprobate mind." I'm going to give them over to their uncleanness. Those are all judgments. Mm-hmm. So I do believe the four horsemen are part of the tribulation period.
0: So what part uh, of the tribulation?
1: But it, I don't I don't equate them to the um, to the great tribulation. Okay. Um, I where the covenant is confirmed. This is a conversation Bill Salas and I had. Where that confirmation of the covenant of Daniel happens, does it happen at the fifth seal? Does it happen before the white horse ever shows up on the scene? I don't know, mm-hmm. but I would guess it, and again, this is a guess, you know, looking at the way things are, um, Satan, he doesn't just want people on the left. You know, I think a lot of people on the right think they only want Democrats. Mm. No. <laughs> That's nuts.
0: No. <laughs> and he's got a lot of Republicans too. So <laughs> yeah, and he wants he
1: wants them both. Correct. And he wants he wants really good people that don't yeah. know Jesus. Yeah. So so listen, by the time Antichrist appears on the scene, Satan, Satan's going to present his man. Yeah. Everybody, both sides are going to want to worship him. He's going to have all the answers. So you have the four horsemen of the apocalypse. What's the reality of it? You have a world that is absolutely devastated. It is just totally ruined. A quarter of the population is dead. It appears from all of these different things that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it's not till after that 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 Satan presents his man to the world and says. Here he is. He's going to have the solutions to the world. Then at that point, you still have the fifth seal saints. Mm -hmm. You still have the sixth seal when the wrath of the the lamb has come. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I could easily see it being this is when Antichrist appears on the scene and the people are crying out for solutions and fix, he'll have a fix. And one of yeah. the fixes is going to be these crazy people who believe in Jesus. Hence, you have the fifth seal saints mm-hmm. who start to be slaughtered because they're going to be labeled as one of the big problems. And and we can already see that mindset being built up right now. For sure. uh, another dynamic that is a huge problem is in uh, all of the discourse where uh, Jesus says, as it was in the days of Noah, so will it be in the days of the coming of the Son of man, Are you going right? to cause trouble again? <laughs> I am. But if people, if, okay, hear me out on this, right? So if you look at this, this is why you need to read your Bible, mm-hmm. is because Jesus goes on to give a description, and he says they're buying and selling, they're planting, they're sowing, they're getting married. Basically, everything is wonderful. They're, they're thinking, this is great. Mm-hmm. This is grand. They've let their guard down. When it's in that place, people are. Jesus says, it's, it's, "Let's look out, baby.
0: Mm-hmm. We're
1: not in that place right now."
0: Yeah.
1: Um, when would you be at that place? Um, when Antichrist appears on the scene and has all the answers? Yeah. Right. When? When? When else? Uh, First Thessalonians chapter four and five. Uh, chapter four, the rapture takes place. You can't stop at chapter four. You read through to chapter five, and then Paul says. Uh, he, he says, I have no, there's no need that I should write to you because I already know these things Yeah. because, but I'm going to tell you again anyways. So he must've told him verbally, this is what's going to look like. And then he says some things. He says, when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them. Like a uh, birth pains upon a pregnant woman and mm-hmm. they shall not escape. Well, who's they, they that were left behind when well, they say peace and safety. So something takes place after the rapture. There's total destruction, and then a, and then a coming uh, antichrist to bring in this era of peace and safety. Yeah. Uh, again, Jesus, Jesus saying um, when Jesus gave the illustration about the days of Noah, he could have said, as lawless as it was, lawless as it was, violent, all these horrible things were taking place. Mm-hmm. He had already said that previously in all of the Olivet discourse. What he chose to point out with the days of Noah was people are buying and planting and building and sowing and giving a marriage. He, he points, he paints a picture that hey things are pretty, are pretty good. People are feeling good about it right now. Yeah. So I, uh, I can see that taking place after the four horsemen of the apocalypse, but I still believe in a pre-tribulation rapture. Great. And uh, that's where, you know, uh, uh And I do have some colleagues that agree with me, and and this is what I've challenged my colleagues to do is look at the Bible and see what it actually says Mm -hmm. and uh, and go with it. And understand, too, for all of my colleagues out there that believe that the white horse is antichrist, hey, so be it. Mm -hmm. I I could be wrong. I'll I'll admit I could be wrong. I think I'm right, but, you know, I've I've looked at it for so many different angles for so many Mm -hmm. times, and there's certain things that just don't fit. Plus in all of the discourse when Jesus is saying that about the days of Noah, that's he's speaking during the tribulation period. Correct. He's not speaking pre-tribulation. So when you look at that, you go, Oh, wait a minute. That would mean that the rapture happens, and then this comes after the rapture. Correct. So, so yeah, that would be it in a nutshell how I I look at the the all five seals. When so I look at the first mm. five seals, not the four horsemen, or even the, the only one you asked me about was the first, but yeah. to explain it all out, I do believe antichrist or, or white horse is the spirit of antichrist, uh, probably it is this beast system
0: mm.
1: um, and mm. and that 's how I see it,
0: yeah, and you know that 's i 'm glad you said all of that, so because I was always stuck on the second, third, and fourth seal because here 's this man. With a pseudo piece, if you take that as the anti I see my camera, so I have to praise the Lord a little bit. Um <laughs> but then I always wondered if the world is so chaotic. So that just makes me that gives me food for thought. So I will be a Berean and kind of, you know, search that through um from what you're saying here today. Because again, when I first heard you say that, I was like, Oh, what did he just say? Is but he then heard I heard it? you <laughs> I would never call you a heretic. <laughs> well, I'm unsubscribing <laughs> from this man. I'm never following him again. Okay. So I know your time is limited. Um, so all of these questions that I want to ask you, I'm not because we stayed there for a little bit. Sorry. But about I do, that. oh, that's okay. So I do want to talk about the two comments that were said, the soon comment. And I know before we got on air, I had mentioned the soon and I'm, my chat's over here. So I'm assuming I'm probably going to lose subscribers here as well. Um, I explained it to you like this. So the rapture is an imminent event. It's a signless event. So if we attach the word soon to the rapture, we're now, in my mind, I don't want to say date setting, but we're like, okay, Lord, soon. But if we attach the word soon to his second coming, because you remember, it's two phases. So we can't attach the word soon to the rapture. So I'm going to attach it to the second coming because we're already seeing the signs for the tribulation and that taking place. Um, so I'm going to say that I agree with John um, when it comes to soon. And I'm sorry if I upset anyone on the YouTube channel because, again, we cannot put – the word soon to the rapture. I know we're all excited. We all long to go home. And this place is so lawless that we're just like, oh, Lord, any day now. And I don't want to rob anybody of their joy or their blessed hope because that is our blessed hope. So floor is yours. And then while you're there, ease on in to the fig tree.
1: The fig tree. <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to get me in all kinds of trouble. So this is what I say with soon. I understand both. You know, the, this comes from the conversation I had with Don that was on YouTube that, you know, some people got very upset over these two subjects, soon and the fig tree. So, with Don, I understand from what you just said, that was Don's thinking, is that, you know, what does soon mean? Uh, at the same time, I say Jesus is coming soon all the time. You know, in fact, James Cadiz, is was on James' program last week. Uh, he wanted to talk about it. Him and Don are very close. They do videos, like, all week long. And uh, and James is saying I, Jesus is coming soon, and James gave every reason why. First time I ever heard James disagree with Don um, ever in my whole life, and, and I'm not exaggerating. So maybe and, um, Jesus is coming soon. No, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, but the but and the problem is, what does soon mean? I believe he's coming soon, but um, when, when you look at church history, you realize okay, even biblical church history. The people alive at the time of the New Testament were thinking, this is going to happen soon, right? Paul had to write to the Thessalonians because the people of Thessalonica, because they're kind of wondering, hey, what's going on here? And and so there is this imminency that's built into every generation. And I think God intended it to be that way. Yeah. Uh, no man knows the day or the hour. We do have, even as you mentioned, we do have all of these events or signs but they're all signs of the tribulation. Correct. They're not signs of the rapture, so we know the rapture is going to happen first, mm-hmm. and, and we do have signs, so we have an idea of the time frame that we live in, just as when Jesus came the first time. He chastised the religious leaders in Matthew 16 for being able to recognize the signs in the sky, if there's going to be storm, if they go fishing, or whatever. They, it was a weather thing. He mm-hmm. says, you should have known about my appearing, In the same sense, we know the general time frame. The wise men from the East had a pretty good idea about the Messiah when he's going to be born, uh, so they could start making their trek across the desert. Mm -hmm. So we we do have these signs to help us know, but we just don't know how soon it is. In 1988, I thought Jesus was coming back. 88 reasons? Well, no, it was actually somebody else. I didn't even see the 88 reasons in 88 until like... A month after I thought Jesus <laughs> was coming back, and then, uh, but but I mean, in every I, I'm still that way. Yeah, I, I, I'm still thinking, okay, Jesus is coming, and so when I look at the word soon, I do believe yes, Jesus is coming soon. He even so, John says even so, uh, come uh, quickly. Um, uh We have uh, Revelation chapter one, where shortly these things will take place. It's the whole idea is is uh, it's going to happen soon. It's going mm-hmm. it, to, you know, um, it shortly even works out even more than that. So we have this idea that's given to us in Scripture. Peter says, looking for and hastening the coming of the Lord. It conveys the same idea. Man, I'm looking for, Oh, please come quickly, Lord. Yeah. So it's that. It, it, it's that whole concept. So I, I I understand both sides of it. I believe Jesus is coming soon. Mm-hmm. I just don't know how to define it. Correct. I mean, is that tonight or is that 10 years? And when I say this is what really gets people mad at me, what if Jesus doesn't come back for ten years? I said I am unsubscribing. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I really. I mean, I look at everything. I'm thinking it's yeah. tomorrow, but what if we're still here that, on Thursday? That's you,
0: such heretical teaching. You know it has you have to say when?
1: Well, yeah, oh, yeah. You know what's weird is I could set a date, and most I'd probably pick up subscribers. Oh my gosh! Isn't that, yeah, isn't that weird? Whoa, I could I, sure. I can actually go off the Bible mm-hmm. and start saying things like that.
0: Like a I had moon. a
1: dream, and Jesus yeah. said He's coming yes. in June of 2023, and I'd get probably millions of followers. You it didn't happen in June of 2023. I'd say, oh man, I had the wrong year. It was it was July of 25. To get buy <laughs> me two more years, of time. and people will fall. For, that that's not good. Yeah. You know, we Great need to stick point. to the Bible, and, and you know. It's more important to be right than to have followers.
0: Amen. So let's, um, because we have 15 more minutes. Because I know you got to go, so we'll Oops. transition. Oops. Um, Ruthie, it's okay. Listen, you you need to come back. I guess I don't know. I mean, I'm a nobody. I mean, I'm a somebody with Jesus, but I'm a nobody podcaster. But so Ruthie and Sandra are my admins. If they want to get people prepared, I guess to. Questions all in caps, that would be great, because I want to just leave maybe five minutes of Q&As. Okay. Um, hopefully, give give Tom love, no no mean people.
1: Yeah, I'm um, used to mean people.
0: <laughs> so am I. Um, so while we're transitioning into questions, so what is your approach on the fig tree? Do you think it's Israel, not Israel? All right. Do you want to lose more subscribers? I, I don't
1: want that's... to, but you know what? Here's the thing. I, I think biblically, and this is what I ask everybody to do, biblically, just think about what the Bible says, All right. We have Matthew, Mark, and Luke, uh, the Olivet Discourse, in all three of the authors reference the illustration that Jesus gives about the fig tree. In all three of them, in Matthew's gospel, he says, when you see the fig tree in all the trees, therefore, when you see these things. Uh, I believe it's both Mark and both Luke. I believe it's both of them say, when you see all these things take place, you know, uh uh, the, the summer is near. So with the fig tree, is the fig tree Israel or is it not Israel? So a little bit, how much time do I have to answer this? Three more minutes? I can do it in three.
0: Okay, three minutes, yeah. Three Eight, minutes. Three. That'll put us at 7.05. That would leave us 10 minutes for a and a
1: Might take four minutes. Okay, okay so minutes. <laughs> the reason why many Bible teachers, friends of mine, we're still friends. Pete Garcia and I were still friends, even though he made a video about me. Um, he's a, Pete's a great brother. He's such a good brother. Uh, and, but, but the, the, uh, so there's certain Old Testament passages that Israel is included in the fig tree. Uh, Hosea is used a couple of other ones, but yeah, I look at those and go, I don't know if you could say that's just, wait a minute. there It's, it's part of it. Right. Um, and then you have the new Testament when Jesus curses the fig tree and, uh, liking it to the Israeli, uh, Jewish leaders at that time and so forth. Mm-hmm. But I, I have a hard time with it being just that Israel is the fig tree of the illustration, and I'm not so sure how important that is. Here's what is important, Kim, is that Israel has to be a nation. The Jews have to be gathered back into the land, or you're not in the last days. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we know that now. You know, when you go back to the 1700s or the 1800s, some prophecy teachers said, "Hey, we're not there yet because the Jews aren't gathered back into the land, and Israel will be a nation again." Mm-hmm. Some teachers actually said that they were right. So, because the Jews are gathered back, because Israel is a nation again, uh, then we are in—we know we're in the time frame of the last days, which does lead me to think it could be soon. By the way, <laughs> but we know we're—we know we're in the time frame definitely right. in the time frame. We mm-hmm. see Ezekiel 38 forming. They're gathered back into the mountains of Israel. Uh, I mean, there's passage after passage after passage after passage that the Jews are going to be gathered back into the land. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, probably more about Israel being reestablished than anything else. So, I, when it comes to the fig tree, I would say it this way. I believe Israel is included in the fig tree. Because in all of the discourse, Jesus, when he talks about the fig tree budding, all the leaves and everything budding, he says, likewise, when you see all these things take place, mm-hmm. you know, the summer's near. What's all these things? Well, he's just talking about all these things. There'll be wars and rumors of wars. Lawlessness will abound. Love of many will grow cold. Many will be offended because of me. Abomination of desolation. When you see all these mm-hmm. things. So Israel's included in the fig tree. I would 100% agree with that, and none of these things would even have a time frame for the last days if Israel wasn't a nation again. So with that, I'd say there's really not much of a difference. It's just, is Israel the fig tree, or is Israel included in the fig tree? i say Israel is included in the fig tree, and right. the main ingredient, because none, none of the rest matters if Israel, in that sense if Israel's not a nation again.
0: Correct. And I think also a key term, and I read from the NASB, so I know every version is different, but also um in other versions it says lesson, and my version it says parable. So Jesus is also saying learn from this parable of the fig tree when you're reading the passage of Matthew 24, because I personally believe, and um I don't... No, I'll probably again lose. I don't mind ruffling feathers; it's what I do. But when you read Matthew twenty-four, just like one will be taken and one will be left, I don't think that's a rapture passage either. Okay. I believe that's
1: is, right. Is, yeah, it, yeah, and, and so it, and this gets... it's all. Jewish can get and more. Would I, make it you and I both lost. How many? Yeah, how many followers can I lose in a three-week period? <laughs> Let's see.
0: So, let me again, just say now: subscribe to the channel now.
1: Okay. Yeah. The. the and it gets, it gets people so upset. The rapture is real, but the, yeah. the, the context of all of the discourse is the tribulation period. Correct. And, and people, you know, um, I don't know, they get really upset over it. Now, some will go back and forth and this will be a conversation I will have with Pete on that. I'm going to ask him about that too, because, I you know, you gotta, I, I'm curious as to how he looks at it. Maybe he'll mm-hmm. be able to change my mind. Yeah. I don't think he will, but he's going to, might be able to. He's a pretty smart guy.
0: He's very smart. I know. I actually, I've been keeping him in my prayer with his dad. I messaged him last night. So, uh, this young lady, Kristen, so I'm assuming she's agreeing with us. She said the fig tree is the only parable that Jesus said to learn. Why? So, why learn a parable from the fig tree? How would you take that comment?
1: Um, I, I'm, not, I'm sure I understood it. Can you read it again?
0: The fig tree is the only parable that Jesus said to learn why. But it, I, mean, I think he said it on all parables, didn't he, when he read
1: parables? Yeah, yeah. the the parables were all given for uh, something to learn by. In fact, the disciples even asked Jesus, why do you speak to them in parables? Mm, or yeah. why do you speak in parables? It's, well, these things of the kingdom of heaven are for my children to know, or my my followers to know. Mm-hmm. It's not for them to know. Um. So yeah. it, it, so I'm not sure exactly um, what what the question is. Maybe yeah. I'm misunderstanding.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm just reading it the way she said it. So I guess maybe she's just asking, why would Jesus say to learn from that parable? I don't know. Uh, Kristen, maybe if you want to clarify for us. Um. Oh, hey, Tom. How are, not, this is my friend Tom. Tom and Tom. Hey, Tom. Oh, Tom, to Tom. <laughs> so Watchman River, Tom, he's got a question. He says, uh, does... Tom, think—and this was actually part of my question, so thank you for asking—the Psalm 83 war is past tense or in the future? So we're going to get you in even more trouble.
1: Yeah, okay. So <laughs> so uh, Bill Salas is a very good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll probably have him on—in uh, uh, January, I'll probably have him back on the program. So he is one that really has made the Psalm 83 war quite popular correct um and i i don't necessarily see it the same way bill does i mm-hmm. i believe ultimately it probably was a prayer by mm-hmm. uh, uh i think it was asaph wrote psalm 83 i believe asaph did um however if it's not if it's a literal fulfillment of the land that's going to be fulfilled in the millennial kingdom When Jesus returns. Um, And so that's where, and it will be, and Israel will have all that land because Israel has never possessed all of the land that God had given to them, that God had promised to them. The most land Israel ever possessed uh, was during the time of Solomon. It certainly isn't right now. You know, through the British mandate, what Israel has right now is not all that much. You know, they acquired a little bit more in 1967, Mm-hmm. But God gave them much more, so they For have sure. much less than God promised. But I believe it's going to be fulfilled in the in the millennial kingdom when Jesus returns. However, I, I'm I am totally open to Psalm 83, and I've told Bill this. He, you know, there's scholars on both sides of that, uh, like there is with the fig tree, by the way. Yes, <laughs> uh, and with Psalm 83, I may be wrong on on Psalm 83. You know, I've heard Bill. You know. Uh, a couple of teachers out there that totally disagree with Bill, mm-hmm. adamantly disagree oh, with yeah. Bill, have said this, which is quite interesting. Uh, one of them said to me privately, it's really interesting that in the Ezekiel 38 war, none of the immediate surrounding people groups are coming against Israel. I wonder why that is. Bill pointed that out. Well, it could be because Psalm 83 happened first, so they were eliminated. So that's why the Ezekiel 38 battle is the broader one of the people groups far outside of the Psalm eighty three. Because right. Bill has a, a good point there. Yeah. The Psalm eighty three is this little circle. Why is this little circle that surrounds Israel in the middle not part of this? Doesn't make mm. any sense. So um yeah, so you know, Bill has an interesting point there.
0: It is. And 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 again, I don't see it as a war, um, but Again, this is not a salvation issue, so believe whatever you want uh, and learn the lesson from the fig tree. So here's a question. Okay, we've got four minutes left. So we have a question here. What does Revelation 2220 in the Bible mean? Can you read it here and explain? Do you have the, a Bible in front of you? you I'm going to
1: open it up. Um right now, give me just a second. I left my Bible Bible in my office, which is right over there, but I'm not gonna go get it right now. So it's Revelation twenty two twenty two? Uh twenty two twenty. I'm I'm good. Thank you. Twenty two twenty. Twenty two twenty.
0: Oh yeah, he's probably asking. Yeah, I have it here. He who testifies to these things says, Yes, I am coming quickly. <laughs> Amen, yeah. come, Lord Jesus. So twenty-two, twenty, right. yeah.
1: So what's the what's the question on that verse?
0: He said, "Can you explain that?" He said, Equal. "Oh, oh, so, so that wanted twi- us to read it and explain."
1: Yeah, okay. I tell you what, let me open this up too. So the word "quickly," it, let, let's start with that. It comes from a Greek term. Uh, uh, we would spell it in English: t a c h o s. Think of tacos not like carnitas or, what I was thinking. Taco or chicken tacos or something, <laughs> but it, it's where we get our English word tachometer from. And the idea with that where you even so come quickly is when the events start to take place, they're described in the book of Revelation. It's the same Greek word that's used in Revelation chapter one, where the angels, uh, the Lord says, let me show you these things which will shortly take place, as John is being described. Uh, these things are signified by the angels and so forth. It's the same Greek word. So it, it, when the events of the book of Revelation start to unfold, they will unfold like this, at, at almost like hyperspeed. Mm-hmm. In, in other words, the closer we get to that time, the faster and faster and faster we'll go, like the tachometer on your car where your revolutions per minute, measuring your engine speed. Mm. Um, a, a, great illustration of this would be if, uh, I'll give you a few extra minutes because this illustration will take me a minute, okay. um, with, uh, if you're going on a trip, you're going from Florida, let's say you're going to long Island, right? You're going to drive up the East coast. And when you start, first start out, you probably don't see a single sign that says long Island. Uh, but, but you know where you're going. So this started 2000 years ago though. The closer you get to Long Island, all of a sudden you see a sign. Hey, it's only 57 more miles, right? Mm. And then the closer you get and closer and closer and closer, and you have a particular exit, you're going to go to your favorite restaurant, whatever it is. What's your favorite restaurant in Long Island? Give oh me gosh, a I favorite. I have
0: been up there since I was How about 16? an Italian
1: restaurant? Wasn't it? Oh, Wow.
0: Well, and I don't go now because us conservators and our well, money is not welcomed. So <laughs> All
1: like. right. So, okay, forget that part. There's a favorite <laughs> restaurant of yours you're going good to. Good Steer. We used
0: to go to the Good stia. Like you go to the Good Steer.
1: You're going to the Good Steer. You're going to go there and get some to eat. So when you're going there, the closer you get, then you know you have a particular exit. And next thing you know, you've landed at the Good Steer. You're there <laughs> in the middle of it. This is what's happening This is how it's described, even so come quickly. When the events take place, they're going to start to unfold super fast. The closer you get, the faster they're going to come. To the point where all of a sudden you're at the exit, next thing you know, you've you've arrived at the place uh, uh, of your destination. This is one of the reasons why people like you and I and and your followers, we look and we go, wow, everything is happening so fast right now. Mm -hmm. And you look, you go, this is just unbelievable it's like every, you, you can't keep up with it anymore that's well right. imagine after the rapture you think stuff stuff is happening fast and it's crazy now wait mm-hmm. till the rapture you get the four seals then you get the fifth seal then the sixth seal and then everything just starts to unfold all hell is breaking loose yeah. you think there's a drag queen story hour problem now wait mm-hmm. till there's no restrainer to hold back the evil that's taking place the demonic as pete says there's he be, fully believes and i agree with him there's going to be a demonic presence probably manifesting themselves
0: yeah.
1: in the world, too. Uh, Revelation chapter 9, uh, the sixth, uh, the fifth trumpet. Uh, we have these dem- these demon-like, locust-looking creatures, mm-hmm. So, but they're going to happen faster and faster and faster. Hence the reason why we keep seeing, like birth pains, as the apostle Paul described, as Jesus also alluded to, but book of Revelation is specific to that concept faster and faster and faster to the point where they're super fast and uh, and you're in it.
0: Yeah, agreed. Okay, so I don't see any other questions, and I'm kind of scrolling through quick. So if I missed anyone, I apologize, but uh, Tom's time was limited. So we're going to end, but just hang on before when I end the stream. Um, so anyway, guys, listen, have an amazing evening. And as I always end this podcast until I see you here, there, or in the air. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. To find out more information, go to lifeclipspodcast.com. Would you like to be a guest on our show? Do you have questions, comments, or concerns? Send an email to questions at lifeclipspodcast.com. Until next time, family, I will see you here, there, or in the air.
1: Titus chapter 2, verse 13, looking for the blessed hope and the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Christ Jesus.